0: Welcome to RP Now, conversations to connect our practice. This podcast is produced for you, RP physicians and support teammates. Here we discuss all things RP in an effort to inform and engage through meaningful conversations. Welcome back to season one. Today's conversation with Cameron Clayton and Dr. Krishna Nalam Shetty is all about growth. You'll hear Cameron and Krishna discuss growth before COVID-19 and perhaps surprisingly, our continued growth amid a global pandemic. This episode is incredibly informative as Cameron and Krishna offer a holistic perspective of RP's growth, as well as specific examples of what it looks like for a local practice to grow within its market. Cameron and Krishna also predict what future growth might look like for RP, recognizing that it's difficult to predict, well, anything right now. And you'll want to stick around for rapid-fire questions for a healthy debate about who reigns as RP's true cornhole champion. If you don't really get that joke, don't worry. I didn't either, but it was fun to listen in nonetheless.
1: Today we are exploring growth at Radiology Partners. More specifically, Radiology Partners continued growth amid the COVID-19 pandemic. A quick introduction of today's guests. Cameron Cleaton is the Chief Development Officer for Radiology Partners. He hails from Oregon, but did his undergraduate at UC Berkeley and an MBA from Duke. After a career in finance, he spent over a decade with Davida as their Vice President of International Operations and Development. He was responsible for business operations in China, Taiwan, Malaysia, and Singapore, and he's got great stories about living abroad. Dr. Krishnan Shetty is a cardiac radiologist. Fellowship trained from Brigham and Women's, he is now the president of Radiology Associates of Florida and Tampa. He's also an associate professor of radiology and cardiology at the University of South Florida. He's the next head of the Practice Presidents Council, and he serves on two radiology partners physician support boards: culture and leadership, as well as growth. Oh, and he's a Penn State alum. So it's my pleasure to welcome both Cameron and Christian to the podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rich. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you, Rich. So we were at PLS in January, which, by the way, seems like a lifetime ago. And, you know, as PLS growth as it usually is, is a big topic uh, of conversation, you know, at a PLS. It was a big theme. And we had a terrific year of, you know, continued growth in 2019 and really high expectations for 2020. Now, if we're being honest, you know, it's been a hard year for radiology, Um, And frankly, not everybody survives. You know, Ares radiology went bankrupt. Envision's been rumored to having lots of problems. Mednex announced that it's jettisoning its radiology business. So, you know, with all of that said, Cameron, let me look to you first. What has growth looked like this year, both, you know, pre-pandemic and, you know, during COVID right now in 2020?
2: Well, Rich, uh, good good question. And you brought up a few of our competitors that are struggling. And I'd like to bring a a quick focus to... Why, why we are different, uh, why we are succeeding, where others are struggling, and I think that comes with, uh, from our commitment to our, to our culture, and also a, a culture that focuses on the best parts of uh, radiology practices that have been tried and true over, over history, right? Uh, locally led, local relationships with hospitals, and focus, focused just on radiology, whereas some of our others are multi-specialty, or in the case of Ares, a little more focused on teleradiology. So I I think that our model, which is again, tied to things that have been successful for a long, long time in in radiology, are now showing up in differentiation from our competitors. And what that's led to is a tremendous amount of growth uh, through from 2000, from PLS, as you mentioned till now, uh, we've expanded in a bunch of states, from Florida, Texas, New Mexico, South Carolina, Ohio, Illinois, Louisiana, and added a couple of new states in New York uh, and Missouri. Uh, and in particular, in New York, we were granted three hospital sites from a, a system, CHS, in Long Island, and they've been so impressed with our integration of those three sites that they are awarding uh, us additional sites uh, within that system locally, uh, which is great to see. It's always great to make an impression like that and have it validated by uh, continued growth from the leadership in a market like that. And then in Missouri, we're excited to now enter that state uh, in the Midwest and and grow from there and continue our track record of entering markets and growing. All in all, we have, since PLS, about 32 new client partnerships uh, with over 2 million uh, annual exams and then specifically since COVID, we've added nearly 20 sites and over 1.2 million exams. So we're excited about the, the growth uh, that has come from COVID and the momentum that will, will come from where we are. So the, the growth during COVID, I mean, if we're being honest, seems pretty remarkable
1: and, and frankly, a little bit unlikely. What have you heard from clients during the sales process that made them want to partner with radiology partners, particularly during a pandemic?
2: The nuance behind that is I don't think all of this has been driven recently fully by by COVID. It's helped, certainly. Uh, What we do here is hospitals wanting stability, and they like the fact that that we have scale or in a strong capital position, great track record recruiting physicians, recruiting hundreds of physicians over the past 12 months. They like all all of that stuff. And so COVID has, has helped us differentiate ourselves. But our pipeline in terms of sales opportunities going back to end of 2019 was very, very strong. And what we're seeing is a continuation of that pipeline, that hospitals who are looking to make a change actually continuing to make a change. That's what's surprising to me, is hospitals felt comfortable enough with RP that during COVID and all the stuff that they had to deal with, in terms of capacity and, and, and unprecedented actions they had to take, they still wanted to make a change to radiology partners in the midst of all that. And I think that it's a testament to the, the strength of who RP is and our local radiologists who are great in the sale process and giving hospitals confidence in that. But I don't think it's a lot different uh, just because of COVID. It's helped differentiate us, but it really goes back to who RP is and the hospital's confidence in RP. Krishna, let me turn to you then,
1: because you have a, maybe a slightly different perspective as a local practice leader. Now, I know that you know, your local group, Radiology Services of Florida, REF. if I understand it, they've grown significantly you know, during COVID, can you talk about, you know, your own growth in your, in your local market?
3: Sure, Rich. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on today. Um, and I just want to echo what Cameron just mentioned as kind of the reasons as to why the growth came and what we're hearing from the health systems. We've had several opportunities that arose in the state of Florida, uh, mainly from hospitals and health systems that were looking and ready to make a change. These came, honestly, much quicker than we had anticipated. You know, we wouldn't have expected to see this much growth during this period, But just to kind of give you some perspective, from March 1st to date, for our local practice here in Florida, we've brought on seven new hospital sites, which is the most we've ever done in the 50 years of our practice at a given time. Wow! Yeah, that's what a lot of us were thinking at the same time. Now, the volumes from these sites, um, these were smaller hospitals, but the total volume annualized is about 325,000 exams and based on the growth that we were experiencing pre-COVID and then the addition of these new sites, we've uh, been successful at recruiting 30 new radiologists into our practice so far in 2020 in these last six months. That's the most we've ever been able to to bring on board at a given time um, again to date which is which is pretty phenomenal in, in my mind.
1: Yeah, just the thing about the integration and the, and the, the ramping up of that many sites in a short period of time in recruitment on the surface level, that does seem a bit overwhelming. Can you sort of talk about your process for how you've gone about integrating this and, and recruiting and all of this? Like, how have you approached that? Because it just seems so overwhelming.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, growth is not easy. Um, we, I think most of us have experienced growth, n- not only within our existing uh, health systems or hospitals or outpatient imaging centers, and that's a challenge in itself. But then when you start bringing on new clients and having to talk about integration, that brings on a whole other set of challenges. Now, fortunately in our practice, we've had, uh, our physicians have had a really strong culture of growth and have had significant experience with doing that for decades. So uh, we were growing steadily pre-COVID and we were really, I I guess, as well positioned going into the pandemic than we could have been uh, given all of the new sites that we were bringing on board. Now, just to share a little bit of insight into our local practice in the last 12 months. So this is back dating back to 2019. Um, we've added 27 new sites into, into our local practice here in Florida.
1: Um, oh my that's, goodness.
3: Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's amazing. And it's been, a it's, it's across all imaging platforms. So it's not only health systems, it's outpatient imaging centers, it's standalone uh, multi specialty medical practices that do imaging. And that has a total about close to a million exams in the past 12 months. Now you take the previous 12 months and you look at our volumes, that's almost a 60% increase in the size of our practice in one year, um, Rich. And, and, and now, you know, I'm happy to say that we're, we're interpreting close to 2.5 million exams within our local practice here in Florida, which, you know, if you rewind three years ago uh, when we were an independent practice, pre-partnership with RP, I would have never been able to imagine that amount of growth in that short period of time.
1: Am I right in saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that it would be hard to imagine that kind of growth if you were not with radiology partners? Is that a fair statement that it's really that being with radiology partners has given you the tools to be able to then develop this kind of growth? Is that is that reasonable?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And I think If you had brought, you know, if I, if this type of growth was made available to me prior to being a part of radiology partners, I don't think we would have the appetite here locally to take on this much this fast.
1: So it's a matter of having the support infrastructure there. So, you know, having the opportunities for growth is one thing, but then having the infrastructure to support that growth is really another. Is that, is that reasonable?
3: Absolutely, Uh, and I think that's what RP provides. I think what folks have to do is is really tap into the resources that are available to us to try to figure out how to utilize that locally to help each of our individual practices. And I think there's tremendous opportunity if if someone's interested in doing that.
1: Is it too early to have heard feedback from the clients yet, or are you getting any any word back on on you know why they wanted you know to go with RAF and RP or or how things are going? Has there been any feedback yet?
3: Oh, absolutely. So the feedback has come in multiple fronts. One is just the, the speed at which we were able to bring some new sites on board, potentially getting IT up and integrated in a three-week period we've done in some instances. Health systems are just shocked that we were able to do that. The second thing is they've noticed kind of an immediate uh, improvement in quality and level of service compared to what they may have had before. And I think that goes back to what Cameron mentioned. It's really the scale and the ability for us to flex our resources when needed. So if you're talking about credentialing, having a dedicated folks that are working on credentialing, same thing with revenue cycle management, um, with IT, et cetera, it's almost impossible, Rich, for a, a smaller independent radiology group to have that level of resources available to them.
1: So you're already just talking about the benefits of scale. Those benefits of scale... It's not an abstract concept to you. For you, it's very concrete. Like you can point to it and say, look, here's the benefits of scale, X, Y, and Z. We could not have done this, that, and the other thing. We could not have grown like this were we not to have the benefits of scale. Like it's very concrete. It's not an abstract from what you're saying.
3: Correct. Yeah. And you can actually, it's for us, we can compare what our experience with growth was prior to having those resources compared to what it is now. And if you were to ask my physicians across the entire practice, they would say that growth has never been as easy as it has been because of those resources. Ultimately, prior to having those, all of the heavy lifting was done by physicians in my practice on top of their normal clinical responsibilities. And it's just harder and harder to do that when all of us are so busy clinically. Um, So that, that definitely plays into it.
1: Okay. So all the growth we've been talking about right now, I think, is sales, like sort of organic growth, right? Like going through sales and organic growth. But, you know, what about practice partnerships? How have the conversations with prospective practices changed during this pandemic?
2: I think that what you're seeing, at first it was shock, right, through the whole pandemic and how to manage it. But what we've seen over the past few weeks as things have sort of stabilized is a lot of groups trying to understand how they could have better succeeded or been prepared uh, for the drastic change that occurred, even if it was on a smaller scale. And from that, that's leading to a lot of dialogue with practices that want to know how a practice like RP could help them manage the situation better. And, and we have a lot of data points around the country of practices that struggled through this. Obviously, the, the fact that hospitals have made decisions to change Uh, have shown that they're looking for more stability and larger practices with more resources. And so we're seeing a lot of dialogue these days around what was life like with RP during COVID and how did that scale help you? And we have a lot of examples of how that helps, such as deploying many, many workstations to allow people to work remotely. Uh, RP1, which has been a tremendous thing for us to help teammates who are in need during this time. So a bunch of things that groups like hearing about, and there's, there's many, many more, but I know that's not the whole point of the question. So we, we are able to highlight a bunch of things that we have done. Uh, and so since COVID hit, we've signed a couple additional LOIs, uh, letter of intents with groups, meaning groups intend to join us. And we are now have four uh, under letter of intent uh, with a f- likely to be signed uh, either this week or next week. Uh, so we're seeing uh, an increase in activity in terms of, uh, groups wanting to join us even during COVID and now coming out of COVID. Well, I guess I shouldn't say out because we're not out yet, but uh, as we've uh, been in this now for th- two, three months, uh, groups uh, engaging in a much more sincere dialogue about how being a part of RP uh, would help them. And, and that has taken on a, a whole new life.
1: You mentioned use the word struggle, I think. And I guess a question I have for you is how are we able to bring on new partnerships nationally, I mean, obviously, like every other radiology practice in the country, we're having to watch our finances very closely right now. So how are we able to juggle that idea of looking for new partnerships nationally when, you know, frankly, we still have to watch our finances very carefully in this time period?
2: Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because we do get this question a lot, but we have practices that have taken pay cuts or furloughed teammates. And and so how are we deploying capital in this environment? The answer is, is fairly simple. One, the health of RP overall is our first and foremost priority. And with that being said, the way we are structuring these partnerships is that even if we, we sign them, uh, meaning sign deal documents, we will not close them until uh, we reach certain volume revenue thresholds to show that RP is back in good health. And so we, we make sure that, yes, the intent is there and we all want to consummate the partnership, but it can't be done until RP and our physicians and our teammates are back to a more normal situation. So that, that's how we've thought about it, Rich. Uh, that way we are not deploying capital in an environment where it doesn't make sense to do so. Uh, and even though we have rebounded and volumes have come back, uh, we want to make sure that we are closer to, to full health than we are today before we start closing partnerships. And and the reality is groups have fully understood that. and They, they, they like who have taken that approach, that they're joining a practice, and that's one that takes care of its physicians and, and teammates first and foremost, and, and they look forward to joining uh, a practice like RP and think it's well worth the wait and are glad we're approaching it that way.
1: I'm curious about something else that you mentioned too, because you talked about like RP one, you know, when we started hitting the the depths of this, I was having a conversation with with some RP leaders and we were talking about, you know, this is bad and it's going to be bad, but it's not going to last forever. And when we do come out of it, how do we want to say we acted? What did we do? And I think that I was really impressed because it was a call with a bunch of RP leaders. And I think that idea was, look, we, this is the time when you really need to go back to your values. And so I'm really pleased to hear that when you talk to clients, talk to other practices, that's what they're hearing. That's really, you know, the essence of Radiology Partners is, you know, that idea that we want to make sure we're doing things the right way. That when people look back and say, you know, how did your group handle COVID? We want to be very proud of what we did. And we want to be proud that, you know, our top leadership very openly talked about salary reduction, withholding salary, and things like that at the highest, highest levels. And, you know, our board of directors kicking in money and raising so much money for, for teammates that were in need. And I'm just so pleased to hear, though, like when you talk to these hospitals and other organizations, that they understand that because I I do feel like that is the essence of radiology partners. But Krishna, let me ask a question to you because, you know, there's probably people listening to this that are interested in developing their local market, um, sort of growing like you have. So what is your advice or what do you want to tell people that are listening who sort of want to dive into that process, who want to get more engaged in growth, particularly in their own local market? What is your advice to these people?
3: Uh, yeah, Rich, I think, you know, to, I'd like to paraphrase one of my favorite quotes from Uncle Ben in Spider-Man, you know, with great growth comes great responsibility. I think that responsibility that comes with bringing on a new site and being able to provide the same level of service that we're all used to can really overwhelm people. And I think what, we, what I would challenge um, all of the physicians who are interested in growth is to tar- start thinking about growth differently. We all have experience growing as uh, an independent radiology practice, and I think we have to start thinking broader. How do we grow utilizing the resources that we have? For example, um, in our previous experiences with growth, our physicians would feel a lot of pain points, right? So things such as startup costs for new physician salaries, uh, delay in getting collections from the work that you're doing at these new sites, um, physicians having to work more shifts and work evenings and overnights and weekends, And those are all the things that we thought about. And you'd really have to have a true physician champion to push that growth initiative forward. And I think what what I've started to realize now, because we've done so much uh, with RP's uh, help on the growth side, is you don't have to do all of that heavy lifting yourself. Each practice that's interested in growth will get assigned an integration lead. And they help essentially run the process from start to finish to make sure everything is teed up perfectly for your local practice, they work closely with the folks from recruiting and credentialing, finance, operations, IT, for example, and they make sure that all the pieces are in place for a successful goal life. And, and as I mentioned before, sometimes that could be as quick as you know three weeks, and it's amazing how they can pull all of those resources to uh, together to make it work. Now, one thing that I think stays constant whether you're an independent practice or now you're part of RP and you're trying to figure out how to navigate the growth is you need to still have engaged local physician champions because you'll be working very closely with this team of of, uh, folks from RP to make sure that um, you launch this new site in a way that fits your local practice the best. So every local practice is going to be different and there's things that works well for you, maybe struggles uh, locally that you might have And so you have to be able to vocalize that with this team uh, to make sure that you address those uh, heads on.
1: So I want both of you to look into the crystal ball, which I I, am going to bet is, you know, I admit it's hard to do in the middle of a global pandemic, but just play along. What is growth going to look like for radiology partners for the remainder of 2020, both in terms of both sales and then practice partnerships?
2: Yeah, maybe I'll take a stab at this first. So, you know, yes, it's it's difficult to say, Rich, because as you know uh, and everyone knows, the resurgence in cases makes things a little little tricky. So I, I think on the two sides of growth that we look at, uh, on organic growth with hospital sales, we'll continue to see uh, momentum there. Uh, I don't see why that should stop. Uh, we've had consistent momentum since uh, the end of last year. And through through COVID, I think we will inevitably hit some sort of a a lull from a lack of uh, face-to-face or new opportunities where where some hospitals are maybe delaying a decision that hadn't quite started. But we we are seeing uh, urgent go lives and some needs pop in to fill that gap. So I think we'll continue to see that even if there is uh, a, a continued resurgence of cases. And of course, we all hope that falls off, and we return to normal life. And if we do, we'll we'll pick up right where we left off and turn it live meetings and and growing within our existing market. So I think we'll see continued success on the sales side, regardless of the environment. And on the practice partnership side, a lot of that that is just dependent on uh, on where we end up here with COVID. I anticipate we'll continue. To sign letters of intent. The extent to which we close new partnerships will be dictated by what happens with COVID uh, and its impact on on RP. Uh, But we will continue to pursue new opportunities, talk to groups, sign letters of intent, and I I think we'll end up with a very strong year on on growth. And I I do want to highlight the importance of of growth because I highlighted how we're thinking about closing it. Uh, closing deals, but I also want people to to be able to think about the importance of growth. And so we see a lot of practices that are not diversified. A lot that may be uh, heavy with imaging centers or tied to one specific uh, hospital system or one specific hospital. And you can really see the impact that a lack of diversification diversification can have on on a business and our ability to go out and add volumes. One diversifies us, and then two. For a practice like Krishna, like, even if we don't fully get back to 100% for a little while, uh, these new volumes that we're bringing in help make up for those lost volumes and so it can have a direct impact on physician compensation uh, and increasing or bringing physician compensation back to normal even if volumes aren't quite there. So It helps the strength of our business uh, and it also helps with obviously compensation pools. And so that's why we are still heavily focused on getting a lot of this growth in the door, in particular on the sales side. And then, of course, at some point on the practice partnership side.
0: If you are aware of a growth opportunity, either sales or a potential practice partnership, reach out to your practice president, your operations leader, or email rpgrowthinfo at radpartners.com. That's rpgrowthinfo at radpartners.com. Now, back to our conversation.
1: Okay, so let me conclude this sort of a series of, of rapid fire questions that we like to do. Again, this is really short. Just give us a rapid fire thing. So just jump in if you know the answer. So let, let me begin with an easy one. So this is, this is a true or false question. Frank Castellano, who is the practice president of Columbus Radiology and another leader on the growth team. Frank Castellano uh, is the best cornhole player in Radiology Partners and, and this is important, he is the reigning champion. True or false?
2: False. True.
1: Oh, as you know, we've got a controversy. I heard that Frank was the reigning champion and, you know, cornhole, which is that, you know, the game where you throw the, the, the bags into the holes in the boards. Um, I heard that Frank Castellano is the reigning champion, so that needs to be decided. If you heard Chris's
2: answer. Chris's answer sounded very timid and faint, and and he obviously didn't have much confidence in it, so his, his answer doesn't matter. Well, well Cameron, so
1: let me ask you a question then, Cameron, since you seem to be the the one who has who knows all the history. Hey, Cameron, who won the January 1995 Rose Bowl? Do you, do you happen <laughs> to remember who won the Rose Bowl in
2: 1995? I I, I was there. I think I heard Rich Whitney screaming like (laughs) five sections over when on like the third play of the game, Penn State ran for a touchdown and Oregon never caught them. That
1: is correct. So, so Krishna, Penn State, your your alma mater, beat Oregon 38-20 in in that Rose Bowl. That is correct. Okay, but, Krishna, this question is for you. Um, I want you to pay attention. So, in the early 1990s, what wide receiver led Sunset High School in Beaverton, Oregon, to a conference championship in football with 47 catches and 12 touchdowns.
3: Oh, I was following this person throughout their entire career. It's Cameron.
1: <laughs> that is correct. That is Cameron Clayton. Cameron Clayton was the wide receiver who led Sunset High School in Beaverton, Oregon, to a conference championship, 47 catches and 12 touchdowns. Congratulations to Krishna. That's a good
2: ratio of touchdowns to catches. That's fantastic.
1: Think, Look, yeah. I mean, we I, I went through your yearbook. I did my due diligence. So I just want to thank both of you for joining us for the podcast. Um, This is for the podcast. This has been, you know, it's always fun. And I always learn so much talking with both of you. So thank you both, both for joining the podcast, as well as for the, the work that you do on behalf of Radiology Partners. We appreciate you being here.
0: That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you have questions, comments, or want to make a suggestion to help us improve this podcast, email communications at radpartners.com. As a Radiology Partners teammate, you have access to sensitive, confidential, restricted, and proprietary information about the practice. Such information should be used solely by you in the performance of your job duties for the practice and may not be disclosed or shared with others without express permission. You should take reasonable steps to protect the confidentiality of this information.